What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Agency. The phone number, 972-645-1844. And the website is farmersagent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. Welcome back to another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Nexon Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Coffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide, giving special love to the cigar community at large. It's here in the lab where we focus on growth and exploring the developmental path of people's visions and dreams and how those dreams come into reality. Folks, it's all about tapping into and becoming the best versions of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Yo, I'm super excited. I've known this dude since high school. This is an honor to have him on the show in the lab. Hey, yo, Mo, who do we have on the lab today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Arlington, Texas. He was a two-time All-American at the University of Oklahoma. He was a first-round pick of the Baltimore Ravens in the 2005 NFL Draft. He is the founder of Live Headphones. Please welcome the one and only Mark Clayton to the Vision Lab podcast. Hey, dude. What up, what up, what up? I know, man. Appreciate y'all boys having me on, man. Hey, man, real talk. Appreciate you jumping into the lab with us, man. So... We want to hop into it, man. I've, I've known you, God, at least since at least my junior year, definitely my senior year of high school, bro. And uh, yeah. first of all, congratulations on an amazing high school career, college career, and, and professional career, man. Um, hey, boss. Big ups to you, bro. Big ups to you. Hey, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, before we get started, Cup, allow me to take care of the people who take care of us. That's our sponsors. Um, Edwina Brown and the family at Blown Smoke Cigar Lounge. You guys had a great event a couple of weeks ago. We enjoyed ourselves. Congratulations on your two-year anniversary. Big ups. Uh, the good guys, Definition Cigars. You guys don't make a bad product. Thank you so much for all your support. Uh, Crystal and Tim at Class A Vodka. Thank you guys so much. A great product. We look forward to big things for you guys in the very near future. Um, and the entire squad of Dallas Sleep LLC. Um, all 8,500 of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Cup is actually smoking on the Bishop right now. No, this is the Hamilton. Oh, excuse me, the Hamilton. Yeah, I got the uh, Hamilton. Hey, you guys did your work. We really appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to big things in the future as well. So, MC, man, what's been good, bro? What's What's been going on with you since oh, retirement? Life, retirement, bro, retirement. It uh, it was sudden and, and yeah. swift, yeah. And so I, you know, I, I had got, uh, I was traded from Baltimore to St. Louis, and then I had a ruptured patella tendon. Took me a year to come back from. I played in a couple games after that, and then my knee, like mid mid game, I basically retired. <laughs> like I was about to return a punt versus uh, who we playing Seattle, I think. And uh, before the game, I was like, man, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm not saying nothing, but in my head, I'm like, man, this it's not stable. It's kind of like kind of shaky. And uh, as the game goes on, I was like, man, I don't think it's, I'm gonna make it through the game. Sure yeah. enough. Probably punt return, I'll say second, second quarter. Beautiful, beautiful punt, like space. And I'm like, oh yeah, we good. But as soon as I like kind of planted on it to get to position to catch the punt, it kind of shook and I knew, I was like, nah, I tricked that. So I fair caught it, got the ball, went back to the sideline, told coach I can't go and that was it. And so I, I thought I was gonna make it back, you know, after off season, we'll do the rehab, we'll do the whole thing. And then I'll be, I'll be back next year, and didn't even right. happen, bro. Didn't happen. And so 2013, that's I tough. Officially retired. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that's, that's tough. Um, you know what we really want to focus on is is having that competitive mentality, right? Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, I can, first of all, I can only imagine, you know, being being able to execute and play at a, at a high level, and then knowing that yo, I'm done. Like that's right. it. As right. a competitor. Um, but I want to backtrack because I want to give you your props, right? Um, I'm going to tell Mo this because he never saw you play, at least on a high school level. Mark had the hardest cut as he was getting in and out of his uh, routes and juking somebody kind of like a Peter Ward. Do you remember that? That's and it was that, yes, that was the only that's the only poster picture I had on my wall was it was a single one. It was Peter Ward. 
That's yeah. crazy because that's that's who your game really remind me reminded me of. Um, you know, when you were coming up in Sam Houston High School, uh, you know, what was it about your competitive mentality? It was that where it was kind of all birth. Man, so my mentality back then was more. It was it was fun to games because you know I, I was quarterback before receiver and uh, I, I think we were playing Dunkerville or Desoto, one of them. Um, went in at quarterback one time and I was shitty. And so they moved me to receiver and that's when, you know, it just took off from there. But at that time, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to go to college. I wasn't thinking about college at all. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna go to the Air Force. But as I started getting recruited, it shifted my mentality and thought process. So at the, like for me, football was just fun. Like it was fun. It was fun to, you know, make people look silly and cut back and just do stupid shit just cause. And, you know, and not where I wasn't afraid to get in trouble because this is not, I'm not trying to impress anybody and I'm not trying to go to college. I'm just doing what I like to do. Uh, and so, you know, at that, at that point, that mentality was just kind of, we out here having fun, happy go lucky. And then, uh, you know, kind of, I'll say the switch in regards to, you know, being a, a, a dog and wanting to really dominate and make somebody look look bad intentionally because the work that I put in leading up to it didn't happen until you know, my junior year in, high, in college. But really? that, it was all- What was the moment? What was the moment when the switch, when the switch flipped? It was one of my boys, like uh, Will Peoples. He was like, bro, you be, you basically you be fucking around. Like, uh, if you take this serious, bro, you will kill it. Cause you don't like, he was like, bro, you have fun and blah, 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 whatever. And like my uh, receiver coach, my freshman year was Steve Spurrier Jr. And that's probably the, the funnest, happy-go-lucky coach anybody could ever have. And, and so he created that atmosphere in that environment. And it wasn't about, you know, really just being a dog uh, and just, you know, really dominating. Uh, it was, you know, it was making plays and, and having fun. But uh, it was Willie P. Just child. He was like, bro, like you, you be, you know, playing around and whatever. He was like, bro, if you really took this shit serious, bro, you will go to like period. Nobody could touch you. Like nobody can touch you. And um, man, that off season, I remember that summer was just a whole nother. That's when I started like, like wearing my weighted vest to run my route tree in and running routes barefooted and just doing extra stuff, you know catching, going through the route tree, trying to catch everything with one hand and just every, like everything was just extra and just trying to put myself in tough circumstances, which made practice or the game, whatever, easy. And so, and then obviously my, like my junior year was, was my breakout year. That's from a statistical standpoint, it was just a whole nother ball game because it was, it was, it was mentality plus kind of the natural kind of instinct um, and then my, my physique caught up. Uh, and so when I got the car, I couldn't bench 135. I ran 4.75, like, I would, but I was quick. I can go side to side. Nobody can keep up with me side to side, but I couldn't run, I'm not, I'm not running by nobody. Uh, and so all those um, meshed, like going into my junior year and it was just, it was a whole nother ball game. You know, it's interesting because in high school, like, we knew you were good, but it was almost like, where did this dude come from? Because like right. you said, you were playing quarterback and I didn't even know that Sam had a elite receiver like that. Like I remember, uh, oh, what is it? Otha was y'all's quarterback. Yep. Yeah, Otha Rule. And then Brandon Hassel. Yep, and Brandon Hassel, P. Hassel, who went to TCU. Yeah. But what was crazy, bro, is like, I remember there's a there, and I probably still have this in my parents' house. There's a um, a newspaper uh, expose on like all the the you know talented athletes across the the DFW Metroplex, and I remember looking at that like, who's this dude, Mark Clayton? Like I had never right. even heard of you, and right. and honestly, bro, this dude comes out of nowhere. He's balling. He gets his full ride to OU. So it's just it was amazing watching. You know, anytime you can see homegrown talent go out and do their thing, you know, you regardless of wherever they end up, right? You always rooting for them because right. you know that was right. District Eight Five A for us, Seven Five A or whatever it was right. back then. Right. So, um, yeah. so you got to you got to oh you you realize that hey I got a lot of talent. 
and your, your partner says I'm BSing around, whatever, whatever, yeah. your junior year, you get into really just tapping in from a different mentality, right? And you kind of talked about putting in that extra work. Right. Um, how did that transcend your game from, from that, that and having that level of focus to where you can now be performing at your optimum level? Um, dude, it, I can't, I mean, it, it made playing the game slow. Um, and it was, it was almost e like easy cause you could. And so being able to essentially see the play happen before it happened and know that you have the ability to make that happen, to step into what, what you're seeing, um, is amazing. Um, I mean, when you, when you get to that level where, uh, essentially what you're, you're, you're anticipating everything. You can you you know kind of what the DB is thinking and, and what he's going to do based on the preparation. You you know you know what where the safety like you just kind of know what's going on defensively and obviously you know what you have offensively and so it it makes the game like it's awesome, bro. It's 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 just a, a level of power that you have as an athlete um, mentally that lines up with your physique, what you can do physically that just you know, takes over and it, it, I mean, obviously the stats and all that stuff come with it, but um, man, it's a personally, like it's a, it's a, it's a great experience to have, to know that you put that work in and not only your study, but what you did in, in practice and what you did in the weight room and now all that's coming together and, and you're getting the results. So speaking of putting things together, a lot of our visionaries that listen to the podcast every, every Tuesday at 1130, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of them haven't played or on a, on a high level, right? So right. how does your, your, uh, not only your professional background in sports and that mentality, how does that transcend over to the business world? Uh, so in all of those aspects, uh, hold on, let me get this light situated. Give me one, let me turn on this. Light. I see there uh so um, it's like a number of and so from uh the way i think about it like uh mentally in business you have to consider all aspects of whatever your business is you need to know um as much as possible and is you know even though i'm not a, a finance guy uh or i'm not an o-lineman um i understand what an o-lineman has to do and how what really good o-lineman look like and what they do do to be really good at that position. Um, and I know what a shitty alignment looks like, you know, and um, similar in business, understanding all those aspects of what, what, and what you need to have a successful business and then going and making sure that you're, you're pulling in that type of talent or those resources to help your business um, have a strong foundation and then ultimately be successful that that played right into that um and i mean and there's so many different you know layers to it uh that's from a structural standpoint um but even just the emotional aspect of it um you know and business is hard like it's not easy um people get fucked around like you lose money um it don't go the way we want it to go all the time and so you just gotta understand getting to the next play <laughs> like Daddy. All right, we suck for three quarters Daddy. and we're only down seven. Daddy. Like, we all right, like, you know, and it's that that mentality of like, all right, cricket, we are where we are. Let's just make this play. Um, it it works in business and like it's it, it's amazing. And that also produces patience um, because you you also understand like, you know, yeah, we we've put work in we have a you know we have a solid foundation um i mean we've seen some results in the past um we know what we have uh works we got fans that applaud us buyers customers they've they've said this is good by spending their money on it um there's probably some more of them out there and then at that point like we can as a business you we can listen to them and make whatever product better uh, and probably get to a, a larger um, c customer uh, pool. And so it's, you know, I, you, there, there's so many different ways to like uh, pull from sport, which is why I love sports. And I talk to my, you know, my kids and then the kids that I coach now, like 
just play sport. Like everybody should play a sport, a team sport, um, and have those experiences because they cross over. They, they really do. They cross over in real life. And I think, you know, for us, um, you know, as men, black men, um, ownership is extremely important. You know, creating LLCs and understand what that means, understanding finances, understanding taxes, understanding, you know, all, all of that to, to really build a foundation that allows you to build um, wealth uh, and then wealth that you can pass on, uh, I think is, is paramount in sports has a lot of the mentality um, that allows you to kind of move in that space and be, you know, strong or, you know, emotionally stable uh, to manage a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that come with it. When you, when you're doing business with people and then we're going to talk about your actual business here in just a second, but when you're doing business with people, do you look for people with that similar mindset? Because I think one of the things with, with, you know, the three of us, and we all got athletic backgrounds, Right. If you've been in any type of, you know, legitimate program, you, you've got a different level of competitive nature. You've got a different level of, of stick to a different level, different level of, of kind of going after it. When you encounter people in the business world, do you look for people with that similar mentality or have you kind of opened up to where you'll take somebody from any type of background? Because everyone can't work with athletes. True. Um, I mean, we, you know, it, it, it's the same thing, like, um, all receiver, receivers are different. Receivers have different mentalities. Linemen are different. Linemen have different. There's a lineman that, you know, for example, playing with Jamal Brown, he was a sick, like, he was insane, like, dealing with him. And like, he was, heard the stories. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, bro, he, he was he was crazy. And then there's, um, you know, Vince Carter, who's a bookie and, you know, home all the time and, you know, trying to get married at 19, you know what I'm saying? Like, and Jamal, total opposite, um, but it, they work together well. Um, and I think when you think about business, part of it is finding, like you said in, in the introduction about being essentially self-aware, knowing thyself, like you gotta know yourself. And in business, you gotta know and be honest about what you suck at. It's like, I'm not good at that. Um, and, and be okay with somebody coming in and being better and, and suggesting and taking the lead on certain things. Because uh, I know like as athletes, like it, for me, it's like a hit to my ego sometimes to, you know, admit that I don't know that that good. <laughs> like I'm not as good at that as I am at this. Um, but what it does is allow for the team to flourish, allow for the business to flourish. Um, and so I, I, you know, I take everything is, a, is essentially a sport analogy. Um, but it's having those different thought processes, those different personalities um, that look at uh, a certain thing and see it from different perspectives that can, you know, help really get the, the most out of whatever the, you know, the business is, I think um, is very important. And so they talk about diversity, diversity of minds, I think is really key in business too. I love that. I love that. And you know what I love? I love that you talked about you know, the self-actualization and, and, and being self-aware, um, you know, from a personal perspective, like I wasn't a shifty, you know, cut, you know, cutter when I'm running my routes, right? That's not what I did, you know. Right. Um, you, on the other hand, can can turn on the on the drop of a dime, right? I'm going to try to run you over because I was bulky, big, you know, that, that slot receiver type. Um, so it's about knowing who you are, right? If I get right. out there and try to juke you, I'm a Tear an ankle or ACL right. or something, right? Right. Yep. So right. when you, when you got into the business world, when was it that, that that it clicked on like, hey, this is who MC is? Like, I don't know X, but I do know Y, and I'm gonna focus on Y and figure out who can can yeah. can be the X for me. Um, shit. Sure. Recently, like I'm just not literally getting to the point where I'm like. Yeah, that, like, yeah, no, I need this. I need that. I know exactly what I need now um, to to build this company for real growth. Uh, so I started, you know, this company and well, the project essentially was a self project. My, my goal was after I, after I ruptured my patella tendon, I did a lot of rehab and a lot of that rehab was done in the pool and I wore beats. And in the pool, I didn't want to wear them because they would slide or whatnot. And then I didn't want them to get wet. 
And so I was like, man, I want an over ear that's as loud that I can just do my pool workouts in. And so that started the journey. And I was like, man, I, I'll figure out how to make it. And so I went to Oklahoma on the in, well to be engineer. That was my initial major because that's, I mean, I thought like I was a math guy. I, I thought like that and I could draw a little bit. And so that's where I started. I started sketching something that I thought would work for me, Swim, doing my pool workouts. And then ended up all the way in Dongguan, China at a manufacturing facility, um, actually developing what is a, a, a really functional, durable headphone um, that I can now go do my pool workouts in. I don't have to worry about it falling off and it's loud. Um, and so, you know, it's, that's, I mean, that's, that's where it, it, it started. Um, and now, after going through and having the manufacturer uh, screw up a couple times, um, and then filing taxes like two like two years into, I was like, damn, I forgot. Like, oh, you need taxes. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Sam are, ain't gonna let you forget, is he? Oh, yeah, we just start getting called. Like, hey, call about that sales tax. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, and then, um, uh, from a marketing, you know, standpoint, it's like, I don't know how to market on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or any of that. A lot of the initial sales were, uh, essentially word of mouth in my mind. I was like, oh, I got people, you know, a handful of people that, that'll wear it. And then other people will buy it just cause they're wearing it. Um, and so it was like, no, that's, that's, that's not the way to build a sustainable, um, repeatable supply chain in business. Uh, and so, you know, now I've, I, I know so much more uh, after going through all that. And so, you know, I was fortunate to sell a few headphones um, and clean up, you know, the tax stuff and then get, you know, uh, or am in conversation with a new manufacturer. Um, but I know more how to do, how to manage the manufacturing process hands on uh, because of that experience. And then, you know, at the same time, from a marketing standpoint, I, I know exactly where to go, um, you know, and what group does really good because I've seen them work with other groups. I've seen them work, uh, you know, for myself. Uh, and so taking those lumps and bruises um, pretty much beat me down to the place where down here, I have no problem saying I can't and it's okay. I'm not that guy. I can't do that. I'm not good. At, I could do it, but. I'm not going to be the most efficient at it and I'm probably going to fuck it up because I'm not that good. And so let's find somebody who is really good at that. And so we can get it built and built fast and that way the business can go fast. What's the actual, I mean, we've kind of opened this door in regards to your headphones. For those out there listening, go ahead and tell us what is the actual name of your line of headphones? So the line is a uh, live brand. Uh, and so live, it came from when it was in, I was in uh, Miami and I had a, a free runner kind of do the first test. And so my, in my thinking, I was like, I wanted something that was secure, like super secure, like you can do whatever in them. And so I figured a free runner got it flips around all the time. Like he could, if he could wear it and it stayed there while he was doing all that stuff, then we're gonna be pretty, we're gonna be all right. And so as he, he was doing his test and all this stuff, he was flipping around and, you know, they stayed, they stayed put, you know, for a lot of his routine. Um, and then at, that point for him he was like bro like i never you know of course i, I never thought about wearing no over your headphones to do any of the shit that i do and uh and then he was like man yeah it's just it's crazy because i feel free because the music's louder than the in-ear um and so as i feel free like i feel good like you know i can just kind of i can live you know and then uh i was like yeah like that's i like that like live and then from there i was like bro that it's gonna be called live like that's the name name of the company you spell it differently. You spell it with two V's. Why? Why the two V's? Uh, at first, it was it was gonna be kind of like a uh, have a little French feel to it, but <laughs> and so I just exaggerated on that, and I couldn't get L I V E, uh, and so yeah, somebody already had that. Somebody had L I V, and somebody, uh, and so at that point, I was like, look, I'll just we're gonna do two V's. We're gonna em emphasize the V, and that's what it's gonna be. You know, you, you in high school, you looked at going into the Air Force. You started to take your athletic career more seriously. Yeah. Catapulted you to, uh, to OU. You had a stellar career at OU. 
uh, your junior year, you say, you know what, I'm going to really take this seriously and give me an opportunity to make it to the league. You parlayed that into, um, you know, a successful career in the NFL, and now you're sitting on live, right? Did you ever see yourself at this point where, look, I'm going to be a business owner of whatever product? No. Was that ever a vision of yours? Not at all. I was football, like from that junior year on, I was football, football, 100% football. Like, that was it. Um, I was one of the guys who coach never had to tell me nothing. Like, if anything, they, like, um, uh, Coach Fa John, um, Coach Fossil told me, uh, <laughs> it's like, look, you're, you're not going to be able to work that hard and last the whole season telling you <laughs> like I, I would go in you know after our game and do work and then I'd be in there Monday and I'll go run routes and then on our off day I would just go catch balls or I would go do like stances just little stuff but um I wouldn't I was like a I was pretty much insane <laughs> like I was always I'm always doing something <laughs> he was like bro you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pump the brakes because it's a long season and it will absolutely catch up to you and so, like, I was in that that space, and I know, you know, our deal was talking about competitiveness. Um, from a receiver standpoint, for me, it was like kind of trying to tap into that Jerry Rice um, mentality, where I'm just, I know, I know I'm good because I'm here. Like, I got, you know, drafted in the first round, I'm here, but it's not enough. <laughs> and I'm in Baltimore; they don't do receivers, like, so I got to be extra good um here to do anything and have any type of stats here um which actually didn't happen because they don't do receivers <laughs> i'm gonna find out schemes matter <laughs> like, schemes fucking matter bro like uh so you know but apart from that though for me it was like i'm going to put this work in uh at a at a crazy rate and you know i was like it's gonna show up on the field but yeah, it was it was tough. So the headphones are, are out now, right? And uh, by the way, what's the website everybody can get them? Yeah, how can we uh, get them? So the site is live, L -I -V -V headphones com. Liveheadphones.com. Yep. What do what they retail for? Uh, retail $149.99 right now. Gotcha. So yeah. now you've got this, this, this baby off the ground, if you will, right? Yeah. Can you talk to the visionaries, and you touched on a little bit earlier, but can you talk to the visionaries about just the legwork and the behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, putting your hands in the dirt just to get it off the ground? Let alone now, so like you say, you're in a space now where you really feel like you got a handle on you, so you're trying to make the jump. But yeah. for those listening who are trying to get something started on their own, can you talk to them about some of the lessons that you learned on the way up? Man, um, and so I was, I was, I was fortunate to be able to – you know, the, have the, the money that I did. Now, the tech space is, is an expensive space to play in. Uh, it's an expensive um, entry fee, I'll say that. Um, and so, you know, in the beginning, you know, I didn't, it wasn't so much about building a tech company as much as it was about building one headphone that I could go and work out in. But as those expenses started adding up, just to build one, headphone like a working you know production grade headphone it was like I was like that this is this is really really expensive um and I didn't you know have the expectations to sell millions of headphones out the blocks um and you know with that it was it was I wasn't looking to have anybody from the headphone space uh, be on my team and, and or nor was I looking to pay anybody um, the the amount of money that it would take to pay somebody from you know say a JBL or a Bose or you know Beats at the time to come in and you know run this thing um, which is hindsight I'll absolutely do that today um, but I'm glad I didn't because I learned a, a lot uh, and so going through uh, iteration after iteration, dealing with design, um, you know, our design firm, and then actually spending, you know, weeks uh, in Dongguan with the manufacturer and going back and forth on parks um, and, you know, materials, 
and what works with what and, and then colors and you know all of this stuff was I wouldn't trade that for the world man um and then to to look at what I missed in regards to um making sure the product was as good as possible as an MVP um there was a lot of time that I I could have what I, at that time should have spent um, going in and spending time um, on testing and testing and then testing again uh, to get every to get things to a place where I would have saved us a lot of money uh, because in doing that as we launched um, my first thousand headphones I sold. After that, I started getting messages that were like, hey, um, I'm getting a, a, a noise coming from my headphones. So like, all right, what you know, what is it? Explain it, blah, blah. We're going back and forth. And then they, they would send a video. I'm like, what? that's crazy. And then the thing that set it off was a message from a, um, a Tinker Air Force Base. Um, uh, so a, a guy that worked at Tinker Air Force Base in the IT department sends me an email and says, hey, uh, I think there's a virus on my MP3 player because you could upload files. There's an MP3 player on headphones. Says, I think there's a virus on the MP3 player. It's like, wait, like what? And he's like, yeah, there is actually. And so he's send, you know, send screenshots of um, his scanner and what it picked up. And then on our end, we had to essentially go through boxes of headphones and, and try to see if there was a virus. Sure enough, every, I want to say every, Fourth, around every fourth or fifth headset, Trojan virus. Wow. Terrible. And so, you know, that was having to reach out and, you know, hey, we'll switch your headphones, you know, and so, and you have to go down that whole rabbit hole of customer service, make sure they're good, make sure they didn't upload anything. And then dealing with the manufacturer, we, we can't take any, any more headphones, like, because out of that factory is a virus. And so they, we had to go back, we flew back over there and then they went through all their systems and sure enough, um, they found where it was sourced. <laughs> and, um, you know, that costs a lot of money and that costs a lot of time. Um, it kills momentum. It killed, like it kills, it killed, essentially killed all of that. Um, and then not having a million dollar budget to say, all right, that's fine. Revamp, relaunch, no big deal. Uh, we'll, you know, pay for everybody's you know replacement and then we'll relaunch marketing no i didn't have that and so it it essentially killed uh that momentum that i had uh but i was fortunate that they was willing to work through you know that uh with us so it's, it took it took a good year and uh two three months like a year and a quarter to kind of get to a working product that we knew was was clean and um it did what we what we needed it to do and didn't have to worry about you know any bugs or any issues um but you know over that year uh, i was like man this is crazy i could have we could have spent this you know a year before launch doing this and then launch and it would have been a different ball game but you know it sounds like uh, i think a lot of business owners need to understand that there's a process of maturation that has to take place. And within that process, there's a lot of patience that mm. you have to have because you're right. doling out a lot of money, right? Without seeing the immediate return on that investment. Can right. you talk a little bit about the patience that you had to display um, as right. you're going through this process? Right, yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 I would say it was, it's forced patience because I'm, I still believe in, you know, the the project, the concept, the idea of having a, a what now I, I will be marketing as a versatile headphone, one that is secure, but one that is also um, for regular, like tra traditional use. Um, and so the pay, it was, you know, I was forced to be patient because there was literally nothing I could do about it, uh, but wait on the manufacturer. It's not like I'm going to go in there and start you know, twiddling and screwing. <laughs> I can't do that shit. Like, <laughs> I gotta wait. Um, and, you know, in my mind, it was, I'm glad that I had the experience that I had, you know, as an athlete, because it was almost like, you know, getting annihilated 
and you know our offense sucked and our offensive line just didn't have a good you know they we gave up you know six seven sacks defense allowed you know 40 50 points and there's nothing you can do it like there's nothing you can do about it and so um you know at that point you good okay <laughs> you want band-aid um and so with it being nothing that you can do at that point in your mind all you can do is essentially what you can do you know handle the things that you can and whatever you can't trust god um and so you know at that point it was like all right we'll i'm gonna work with them i'm gonna communicate with them and make sure that you know the process is at least you know going smooth um i was a smaller fish at that manufacturing facility they had some other major brands and so I couldn't go in and, you know, lose my temper and be, go crazy and be an asshole because they're just, all right, bye, deuces, whatever you lost, you lost. So what? We got, we got three major brands over here bringing us millions. Like, we're good. We're going to be all right. Um, and so it was like, man, I, I, I was forced to, you know, kind of sit down and, and, and slow the roll and, and go with the flow. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I did because it, it actually opened up the door for other really business opportunities and other things that I'm, um, I've gotten into now in addition to, you know, having, having lived. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I mean, telling people who it's hard because I'm like, I talk about my podcast and how, you know, J.A., that's my dude. And J.A. likes to go really fast. And I'm like, man, I went fast before. If you don't, if you're not covering, if you're not covering, you know, X, Y, Z, if a pilot mixes a check, like that shit might crash. Um, yeah. so with that, it's like, yo, I get going fast. I'm with you because, you know, we, I mean, we got something good here, but there's things that there's checks and there's balances and there's things that need to take place to make sure that when you start building that skyscraper, that that foundation is strong because right. what you don't want. It's to get three quarters done. <laughs> and some ain't right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I want to transition. You just talked about your, your podcast. And so yep. um, we love that. Obviously, we have a podcast. And we. I think what I want to do is, oh. first and foremost, why don't you tell our visionaries your podcast, what it's about, and when, where and where they, you know, where and when they can listen and find you guys. Yeah, man. So we, we got it started. So it's me, uh, J.A., and then uh, Jonas, uh, and so Jonas is a, a, a software developer, computer pro, like he's, he's he's sharp. And so you know, Ja, he was a, he was a baseball focused kid, and then I played football. And so you know, it's called the ABC, and we talk uh, sports, and we talk tech. Uh, and you know, both all of our backgrounds have tech involved in it. Um, I, you know, I was I have live and supply chain management, um, and some software you know development kind of ex experience, and then uh, Jonas would you know then that programmer and so on and so forth. And JA, uh, he's actually working and building a, a company, a, a VR company, which is really awesome. Um, and so we talk sports tech. And, you know, we we pull we have a drink, man, and and then we talk uh, some random shit, man. <laughs> we just, you know, throw stuff out there and we have fun and, and just just get it. And then we have, you know, we have guests on here and there. Um, and, and that's that's about it. It's just a fun little afternoon show, Wednesday afternoons. What what time does it come out? Uh, so we go on Wednesday at noon on uh, YouTube. We got our YouTube channel called the ABC Podcast. And uh, I think I'll, I'll probably start uh, going live uh, on my Instagram and then just we'll live broadcast on YouTube and then we'll we'll have our my live as well. Love that. So all of our visionaries, after you listen to us on Tuesdays at 1130, make sure you check out the ABC podcast on YouTube, streaming on all uh, plat podcast platforms as well. And yeah. you could be listening to them while you're on your live headphones, right? That's right. Good. <laughs> so, so since we're in the podcast, workout. that's right. After your workout, for sure. So, so we're in the podcast realm. You're in the podcast realm. You talked right. about how today wanted to just go, 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 go. Well, look, you know, need to kind of take, take your time. And we oftentimes get hit up like, Hey, how do I start a podcast? What do I do? Can you talk about your experience and, um, you know, the infrastructure and building uh, ABC podcast? 
Yeah. So, you know, right now we are, the way we're doing it is a lot of our, I'll say we're, we're going on episode six, but uh, our first 10 episodes are really for us. Um, for the most part, it's a lot of, um, you know, getting our, getting our vibe down and getting, uh, we have, we've had a, a guest last week. We had another guest coming on this week, uh, tomorrow. So that'd be cool. Um, and then, you know, getting, you know, our tagline and our branding and all that stuff in place. Uh, our goal ultimately is to, to launch everything with everything in place in 2021. And so right now these are all, you know, fun runs. Uh, we just enjoy it. We have a good time. And then, uh, you know, from there, we have, I also have um, a buddy who's, has a, you know, he's, he's uh, ESPN San Antonio, um, is, is, been a, is gonna be a great help in regards to when we're ready to start marketing and, and kind of pushing it out there a lot more. Um, and so for now, it's all, I mean, it's us getting to feel in our layout and getting our infrastructure in order. So that way, similar to what you guys like to do is, you know, have, uh, the time to post and then have, you know, the, the guests to be a part of the marketing. And so we'll, you know, have that art and stuff done and ready like the week, you know, leading up to and start posting and marketing who's on and so on and so forth. And then post, you know, you know how you follow up and all the edits and then uh, a lot of shots from that, that last, you know, podcast. And so I think, you know, that's kind of the layout that I've, you know, seen uh, and I've, I was my, mentor i'll say in the podcast world uh it was like yo this is, this is how you want to do it and so that's what we're setting up right now and just look forward to to really going gung ho 2021 it's a it's a, a lot larger of an undertaking than what people realize if you're going to be serious about it you know yeah if you, yeah yeah there content the, uh, yeah it, you know it's different and so it, it's a lot of work man and yeah. so uh like we go through and pull clips, you know, we got to talk, we talk through like our subjects for the week and what happened over the weekend and, you know, sports and tech and we get some really cool tech, you know, subjects. And then we, with sports, we like, you know, try to find some of the other little uh, gossipy type stuff, you know, just kind of throw something different in there, man. And then um, we'll talk about games and schemes and stuff here and there. And, um, but yeah, putting that kind of content piece together uh, for the layout and then what it looks like when the guest is in and how we lay, um, kind of getting to know who, who's on, who, who we had in the building in addition to have them participate in some of our regular subject matter uh, is, you know, finding that flow. Well, certainly feel free to, to lean on us for any any help. Not saying that we know everything, but we're always down you know. to help. It's always about serving. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, have we reached that point yet, Cuff? I believe so. Yes, sir. So, uh, our visionaries know this. It's, it's time to land the plane. Uh, sponsored by the great folks at Grand Brulot Cognac. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all your support. And we are definitely looking forward to big things in the future with you guys. Um, one of the questions we ask everybody on the show, Mark, is uh, if we put you at a round table mm -hmm. and there are five other seats, who else do you want at your table? The only uh, caveat, if, if I can use that word, is that you can't have Jesus or whoever you believe in as your higher power at the table. Okay. Um, five other seats. I would have... And that can be dead or alive, so we're going to make that pool... A lot oh, more. Or like that. Go. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to have my first round, first pick is Michael Jordan. <laughs> yep. I'm going to have Nikola Tesla. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, That's a yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, uh Martin Luther <laughs> but he's a beast when it comes to the yeah 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 he's pivotal um I'll have um Martin Luther's the one too yeah you you about Martin Luther the, the, the Martin Luther the, the Protestant Reformation yeah I was gonna say I'm sure people listen probably like man he forgot the king but it's like no he means the guy that the, the nah, prophet I'm going yeah. back before the king yeah 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 where where he where he drew some of his principles from and the, the Reformation, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, so that's three, uh, two more. Um, I'll go, I'll go, 
Um, I'll, I'll go uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh wow, that's the first. That's the first one in nearly hundred episodes. You're the first person to say Marilyn Monroe. Why? Because I feel like she is one of the. It's, it's kind of like it's Cleopatra, but she like for what is today what we're experiencing. I think she was one. She's like very pivotal in sex selling, like and being you know things being sexual sexy and then women being um classy and sexy like she she was like yeah i think she was she was like pivotal she was the catalyst she was the catalyst yeah 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 and so i mean a lot of what what is making so much money and 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 you know on the internet and all across the board and social media uh she would she would be for like her following on on instagram today i don't <laughs> She'd be up there like Kim K and beyond, you know. Uh, so her, and then one more, one more. Um, I would do probably. Uh, JP Morgan Chase. He's probably the biggest banker that I know. Wow. Money. Not Rockefeller? He's not money. I mean, he's money, but he's 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 um uh railroad. Um, but I'm thinking pure banking. And I yeah, or huh? then there's there's a, a guy we'll give, you, we'll give you a six man. Six man. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Here's my six man. Here's my six man. My six man. My six man is Jamie Fox. That's a good one. That's a good one. Gotta laugh. Yeah. My six man is Jamie Fox. He's 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 so talented. Like he's ridiculously talented. Um, you know, seeing act like his his movies, hands down. Like I was he's. Right there, up under um, uh, Denzel. Denzel, yes. Yep, and I was thinking the same thing. Actual, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, um, Mark. Um, for all of our visionaries that are tuning in, how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you on social media? Your podcast. You got a number of different things. So you got laundry lists, websites, everything. How do they get a hold of MC? All right, so, um, okay, boo boo. You good? Um, so, uh, hit me up. Instagram is Clayton.mc. And then, uh, if you want headphones, hit live L I V V headphones. Uh, apart from that, other business ventures. Um, I also trade, I trade currencies. Um, I help out at a high school now, um, into real estate. I'm all, you know, all across the board in addition to tech. Um, and you can hit me up on Clayton.mc. On Instagram, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm at mostly. Is there a website for the headphones? Uh, live, live headphones. Yeah, I love the headphones. All right, so um, what's the long-term vision for one Mark Clayton? Um, man, to build a, you know, build. I want to build a a portfolio of business that includes uh, real estate. Digital currency, um, uh, drilling, or just uh, being in the in the uh, marijuana space, um, and then I wanted to spend time uh, helping out at a high school. All right, final question of the podcast, and before we uh, land the plane, shout out to your baby girl who uh, is making a guest yeah. appearance in the lab. Say hi, beautiful. Hi. Hi. <laughs> all right so uh final question of the podcast in case you didn't know we have a magical time machine here in the lab all right so what would today's version of mark clayton what advice would he be giving himself from five years ago five years ago um the first one would be buy bitcoin nah. 
You need to have sold that at 19 or 20 when it hit. Oh, yes. And then now, and then, well, you need to have sold it in 17 and then started buying it back in 18. Now I'm going to use the potassium iodide. I would tell them to... Just stay the course. Stay the course. I don't want, I mean, I mean, I, I think some things in life you need to experience, like you have to go through that experience and it, it needs to happen uh, authentically. But I would, I would, I would tell them to stay the course. Um, yeah, stay the course. No, God got you, like stay the course. Love it. Love it. All right. We're going to fast forward the clock five years from now. What advice is the older version of Mark Clayton from five years from now? What advice is he giving you today? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would make you think I don't know who. That's tough, bro. I don't know who. Like, I didn't know that I was gonna be who I am today at all. But like, so I don't. Five years from now, all right. I'm gonna, here, go get it. Go get it. Um, let's see. I hope he's telling them, like, bro, all the investment, everywhere you put your money hit. <laughs> like, a hundred phone. <laughs> um, I think we'll just tell them, like, keep, make sure that your kids are the point. Like spend time, like spend that time. Make sure you continue to invest in your kids. Do what you can for your kids. Because um, I feel like business is going to be going to be strong. What do you think? Tough. I think relation. Something about relationships. I was 40, 45 years old. Forty five or so. Yeah. Something about investing in, in the kids, in my kids, and then kids that I'm connected with. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, MC, hey, bro, thank you so much for joining us here in the lab. Certainly appreciate it. Shout out to your baby girl. Um, yeah. You know, it's been a blast, man. It's been awesome to watch you from afar, seeing all the amazing things that you're doing and, and that you've accomplished. And, brother, I know that there's so much more that you're going to be able to accomplish. Well, appreciate you having me, man. I, no doubt. No doubt. Great, and then we're going to have to have you on. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah we're going to have both of y'all. Come on. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Okay. Yeah. So to all of our visionaries that are tuning in worldwide, thank you again for listening to another wonderful episode here on the Vision Lab podcast. Remember, each one of our guests are dropping nuggets of wisdom on the trail of life. Ultimately, it's up to you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. The voice you've been listening to is Mark Clayton. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Mm -hmm.